0: Now, listening to the Pat's Pulpit Podcast. All right. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Pat's Pulpit Podcast. It is somehow inexplicably December, and it's week 13. In the NFL, I don't know how it happened. I don't know where the year went, but it's almost over for better or worse. The Patriots have a game up against the Chargers this week here to break that down with you and all things that will take place this week in the NFL. I am Alex Shane here with Rich Hill. Rich, how are you, buddy?
1: I am great. You know, December is when football really starts to matter in Patriot Nation, and it absolutely matters right now. Every single game for the rest of the year is the must-win game, uh, starting with a very tough Chargers team right here and a three-game road trip. Um, but before we talk about that, Alec, let's talk about the week around the league, because I'm looking up and down this schedule. And like many times in this season, I'm looking at the matchups and being like, I don't see anything good. There's like a team with a really good record against a team with a really bad record. How can I get excited about this week?
0: Yeah, I mean, it's weird. This is just this is one of those seasons where there's only a handful of good teams and the rest are just kind of meh, um, which leads me to be very excited for all the right reasons in Patriots Nation, at least, about the Raiders' Jets because the Jets yes. are 0-11, and if you look at their remaining schedule, those are all very losable games. I don't know for sure if they're going to go 0-16, but they have a really good shot. The Raiders are up against it in terms of the playoff push. They're in the hunt as well. I'm excited for that game only because I want to see the Jets lose again, and it'll be funny for me.
1: Oh, absolutely, and if they continue to lose out, the Patriots have the season finale against the Jets, and that would just be, you know, if, if nothing else goes well for the Patriots this season, if they're able to cement an 0-16 season for the Jets, that'll make this year entirely worth it. Uh, yeah, but okay, so looking around the other games this week, there's the 8-3 and Browns on the road against the 8-3 and Titans, you have the 7-4 and Rams on the road against the 6-5 and Cardinals, and those are kind of the only matchups uh, among two good teams with playoff chances every other battle is between the team that you know it's, you're looking at the ten and one Chiefs hosting the four and seven Broncos. You got the eleven and zero Steelers hosting the four and seven Washington football team. So a pretty big disparity. But every week it seems that there's not going to be a good game. There seems to be some really good ones. Uh, you know there's a lot of surprise overtime finishes. If you're going up and down for uh, the the matchups right now, which game do you think has the chance to actually be a really good football game?
0: Uh, I think in terms of the actual quality of play and uh, a tight one that's interesting to watch uh, Colts, Texans is one to watch. Texans are really coming into their own too, a little too late. Their season's basically over in terms of like a playoff seating, but uh, Colts are in it they're going to Houston. That could be a really good game. I'm, I'm excited to watch Texans keep playing. I really enjoy watching them play and I'll be very curious to see. I don't think it'll be a, it, it'll be the game it could have been based on the early season prediction, um, but the Cowboys Ravens, could be a really good game It's just two decimated Rosters going at it If you ever want to see Kind of two JV squads Go head to head In the NFL uh, this is your opportunity. And on a Tuesday, nonetheless, So nothing makes sense about that game, I'm, I'm oddly excited for it.
1: <laughs> that's just going to be a game where everything gets weird. Uh, yeah. no, I, to- I totally appreciate all those ones. Uh, my pick is going to be the Bills 8-3 and three, on the road against the 5-6 and six 49ers. Uh, it will be in Arizona, so that's a little twist into it because uh, the 49ers are not allowed to play at their home stadium anymore, at least <laughs> for the rest of the season, as they are expecting. So they have been uh, graciously accepted with arms wide open by the Arizona Cardinals who are hosting them for the remainder of the season. So it'll be a little bit wonky from that perspective. But the Bills are, you know, they're a solid team. They're uh, in the top position to win the AFC East. They seem to be in a good spot to do that. Oh, but the 49ers are a tough team. They absolutely shellacked the Patriots earlier this year. Uh, and, uh, you know, they're kind of a Jekyll and Hyde sort of situation where they could go toe-to-toe with the Bills. So If I had to choose a situation where, you know, this could come down to the wire, but, like, in a good way, I think this Bills-49ers game could be it for me. And that's the the Monday night game.
0: Yeah, I mean, look, the Bills haven't really realized they're the Bills yet. Usually around this time of the season, they start off, like, 4-1 and one or 6-2 and two or whatever it is, and they just kind of finish 9-7. and seven. Um they seem to have forgotten that they're the Buffalo Bills. So good for them. This is their opportunity to take the AFC East. I think they can't clinch a playoff spot yet, but if they are, if they keep going the way they are, then they're to in the division. And I think the Steelers can clinch a playoff spot uh, or the division with a win and a Ravens loss, I believe, this week. There are a couple of playoff scenarios on the line. But uh, one team that is not able to clinch a playoff spot in any capacity is the New England Patriots because they are still in 6 and they are going against a Chargers team that, watching them over this past season, I'm having a hard time figuring them out. They have a very good young quarterback I'm very excited to see develop. They've got some pieces on offense. They have a, they have a good defensive end in, in Bosa but they're kind of just a developing team, but they're just one of those teams that just seems to hang around and they always seem to be in it late with the opportunity to win. And the problem with them is they just don't punch it in as often as they probably would like to. Uh, and so it seems kind of to be two evenly matched teams in that the Patriots also have an intention to win late and have been close and just can't quite finish the way they used to be able to do that. So uh, while the Patriots and Chargers have been a matchup in the past where the Pats have had the edge uh, I don't think the Lipper has ever beaten Tom Brady in his entire career. Uh, two new quarterbacks, two new teams. It should be a good one.
1: Yeah, totally. And, I mean, like, this is a Chargers team. We, we talked a little bit about how the Patriots should have absolutely beaten the Texans a couple of weeks back. I envision this as being something similar to that. You know, you, you look at this Chargers roster, and they rank 30th in the league in yards allowed per carry. So, theoretically, the Patriots should run the ball. Um, but you, you look at how these Chargers... They've always seemed to find a way to lose games. Uh, That's kind of been their story over the past decade, and it's no different this year. They have two overtime losses to two really good teams. You know, they lost to the Chiefs and the Saints in overtime, you know, by a field goal. They lost to the Bucks by a touchdown, the Panthers by five points. They lost to the Broncos by one point, the Raiders by five points. They've been in almost every single game this year. And they just haven't been able to close the door on the other team. Uh, and, uh, you know, maybe they'll have a chance against this Patriots team that, as you said, has struggled to finish. Uh, and, and let's start there. Let's start with the Patriots on offense against the Chargers on defense. If you're Josh McDaniels, you're, you're looking at this Chargers defense. You know that they're led by Gus Bradley. It's their defensive coordinator. They like to play a lot of cover three, uh, which the Patriots have historically had a lot of success against using players in the slot or running backs out of the backfield. How are you going to attack this Chargers defense, and who are you looking out for?
0: Well, the Chargers are a very weak team against the run. They have a hard time stopping the run. They're toward the bottom statistically against the run, and based on how the Patriots have played other statistically horrible run defenses in the past this season, you're going to throw the ball a lot. Uh, (laughs) Lots of screens, lots of deep passes, and you're going to leave Patriots fans shaking their head wondering why the hell they're calling A a deep pass on first and 10 and a second round, second and 19 draw play. That's what they're going to do. What I want them to do is they have both tight ends back. They're both off the IR. Get them involved early on some short passes. Get them in as extra blockers. And you just run Damien Harrison to the ground. You pound the ball with them. I don't know why they don't do that more often. That is the strength of this team. I don't think that Cam Newton is running the ball on designed run plays as much as either of us thought he would, and I don't think he's really viewed as that kind of threat to break it out every time he's in that RPO formation. They opened up a really cool formation. Uh, was it was last week against the, the 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 Cardinals where Jakob Johnson was the only running back in the backfield and they motioned i think james white out and Newton just ran forward that way they had, they had these really cool offensive wrinkles for their run game and i don't know why they wouldn't open it up so what would i do i'd run the ball a lot but now that i said that of course we're going to see cam newton throw the ball 30 times because that's kind of how the patriots to operate this season
1: <sighs> yeah no i mean it's totally true if i'm looking at this chargers team and i'm saying, okay. Who are the the best players that they have right now? Obviously, it's Joey Bosa, who's fantastic. Uh, they have a really good cornerback in Casey Hayward, whose status is up in the air. It's unknown. He's not been practicing this week, so we don't know if he will be available against the Patriots, uh, and, and those are kind of important players. You know, if Hayward's unable to go, then that definitely opens up the opportunity for the Patriots to forego the running game and start passing the ball, uh, but this is a Chargers team that's been having players come in and out of the roster due to injuries, players that are just starting to get back either this week or the week before. So they're trying to really reestablish what their identity is. And this is a perfect opportunity for the Patriots to stress this team where maybe their communication is not necessarily as, uh, in the place where it needs to be, you know? And and I think that, yes, I think that they should absolutely run the ball and absolutely. I think Damian Harris should be the Patriots leading yard carrier. Uh, but I, I think where the Patriots can definitely take advantage is, uh, with passing the ball in the slot because that's how they've always attacked this type of a defense in the past where they start playing up the seams, uh, and they take advantage of the zones that the opposing defense leaves for them. And that leaves a lot of opportunities in the middle of the field. So that's why my X factor is going to be Jacoby Myers because I, I think that Nikhil Harry and Demir Bird are going to be asked to draw coverage away on the sidelines to open up the middle of the field for Jacoby Myers to, you know, do what he does. And he's shown the capability to carry an offense if he's fed the ball. And I think that with the Patriots, you know, running with Damian Harris, softening up that middle of the field, maybe using some of that play action a little bit, even throwing some swing passes to James White, whatever the Patriots do to, to kind of draw the opposing defense to the sidelines, that'll open up the, the middle of the field for Myers. And I think he's going to have a big day.
0: Will McKeel Harry catch a pass while we're talking about
1: receivers right now, Rich? Oh, man, I've I've lost that one every single week. I, I think he <laughs> will. I think he will. I, I, I don't think it'll be uh, a big game for him. I, I think that the Patriots will continue to throw him the ball, and if he catches it, that's great. I don't think he'll have more than five targets on the day. In fact, I'd be kind of surprised if it was more than three targets. But if he catches one or two of those for, you know, 15 yards, I wouldn't be surprised.
0: Two One catch for 15 yards. Well, yeah. I I guess that's better than last week.
1: Yeah, I mean, like, I, I was looking at the numbers for Nikhil Harry, and uh, I tweeted this out. For all receivers in NFL history, or I guess since targets have been recorded as a stat since 1992, Nikhil Harry has the seventh fewest yards per target for any wide receiver in NFL history. Uh, and he's obviously the only first-round pick. I believe the other six were undrafted players. And so uh, not great. Not not a great start, or a great company for him.
0: Yikes!
1: Well, I'm sorry I brought it up.
0: Really bringing this podcast down, Rich. Uh, <laughs> I will shift over and talk about my X factor. Again, I think the run game is going to be, again, in theory, uh, what drives the, the Patriots forward towards victory this week. Uh, in terms of X factor, though, we haven't really seen a really big James White game, uh, and I think James White is really well suited against this this. Uh, this chargers line i think they the defensive line is the strength of a fairly weak defense and getting the ball out to the quick backs motioning him out into the backfield getting him on those little quick in routes he's so good at setting up some screens to him uh, i think he can get some big chunk plays out of james white so he may not be on the field a lot as a as a every down back but i think when he's in there i think he'll be a very dangerous threat and he should open up the passing game later on so hopefully james white has a big day
1: I like that. I mean, he is definitely overdue. He has historically been the engine of the offense against this type of a defense. Uh, And and I do think that he deserves to be fed the ball a little bit because they're just not going to target Damian Harris as a receiver. Um, And he wasn't available back in week two against the Seahawks. So we're not sure how they've utilized him, but uh, definitely have some opportunity there. Um, Yeah, I mean, I think that the Patriots are well-suited to attack this Chargers defense. The question in my mind comes with how are the Patriots going to stop this Chargers offense that statistically is much better than their defense. You know, they rank third in the league in yards. Uh, They're top ten as a passing team. They don't really necessarily have the best rushing attack, but that's because they've been dealing with injuries. Their star running back Austin Eckler has been out, but he should be back this week, Uh, or I guess he returned last week, so he should be back into better form this week. Uh, But you know looking up and down this roster they got Keenan Allen and Mike Williams their big two star receivers on the outside they got Hunter Henry who's a pretty good tight end in the middle they got Jalen Guyton as their third receiver Uh, and as I mentioned they have Eckler coming out of the backfield if you are the Belichicks how are you stopping this Chargers offense
0: yeah I mean I think the best weapon on this team amazingly is quarterback justin herbert uh, which is a great testament to him now stopping the quarterback isn't really a, a possibility if you're the patriots because they're gonna get the ball every single time he's gonna make plays so i think what i would do if i was the patriots if i was steve belichick i would force them to throw the ball a lot uh belichick teams tends to fare fairly well against rookie quarterbacks uh, and so I'd actually lean against the traditional kind of way the Patriots take away the best weapon. And I'd make this a Justin Herbert show. I'd stack the box a lot. I'd go pretty big with my defensive line and my linebackers. I like the matchups. I think the Patriots' secondary matches up well against the Chargers receivers. I'd put Keenan Allen and Stephon Gilmore together. Uh, I think that's a pretty pretty easy one. And then some kind of combination of, of J.C. Jackson, um, Jason McCourty, maybe Joe Williams against Mike Williams, and then Kyle Duggar uh, on the tight ends. Um, And then I just kind of forced Justin Herbert to make decisions pre-snap. And switch you coverage up post snap and hopefully get a couple turnovers
1: yeah i mean that's kind of how you have to play it i know the patriots have historically played a little bit vanilla against these younger quarterbacks and as you said kind of just wait for them to make a mistake uh and herbert has been pretty good at avoiding those mistakes thus far in his career uh, he started off extremely hot he's he's cooled down a little bit but i mean obviously he's still a very very good and promising quarterback uh completing 67 percent of his passes uh you know 23 to 7 touchdown interception rate and allen is one of the best wide receivers in the league, one of the best route runners, and so his matchup with Stephon Gilmore should be fascinating. Um, but yeah, I, I think that the Chargers don't necessarily rotate a lot of their players. They, I mean, it's very much situational. Um, but with Mike Williams being one of the big deep receivers, and same with Jalen Guyton, uh, I would say that I would put J.C. Jackson in coverage of, of Jalen Guyton, who has 18.4 yards per reception. J.C. jackson's one of the best deep ball guys, so hopefully he'll be able to take advantage of some of those opportunities. And then you, you have your Jason McCourty against Mike Williams matchup, uh, which uh, actually I kind of like your JoJuan Williams thing just because Williams is so much taller. So interesting to see how the Patriots match up there. I, I think when I look at this Chargers offense, it very much runs through Austin Eckler, uh, where he, you know, he's only been active for five games this year, but he's averaged 104 yards per game. Uh, he is a big, big safety blanket for Herbert. He had 16 targets last week. He had 11 targets in his like previous health. Game So Herbert really does a lot of the checkdowns. And so that's going to be Adrian Phillips's responsibility is making sure that Eckler doesn't get a lot of free reign after the catch. And so that'll be a big opportunity for him to to make sure that, uh, you know, Herbert doesn't have that safety blanket and it forces him to throw the ball more down the field for the Patriots secondary to take advantage of it. Uh, and so kind of with that, I, and my, my X factor is going to be, uh, you know, the Patriots secondary in a way. Uh, I'm going to go with JC Jackson to be specific just because he always seems to have the sticky fingers. Um, but the Patriots in order to win this game, in order to beat this Chargers team are going to have to force a couple turnovers. So they're going to definitely are gonna have to win the turnover battle here. And I think that best comes with, you know, forcing pressure up the front. I think that the Patriots have really settled down on defense in recent weeks and, uh, you you know that will allow the Patriots secondary to make plays deep down the field, and that's where Jackson comes in.
0: Jackson is the interception machine, so holding another one uh, on Sunday that would be awesome. Uh, kind of to that point, you're absolutely right that the the pass rush is going to be the key factor, confusing Herbert enough, making him release early or make a mistake and see something that's not there, uh, which is why I'm going with Chase Winovich as my defensive X factor. Uh, They're moving him around a lot, inside, outside, a little bit of linebacker, a little bit of coverage. He's really coming into his zone as a pass rusher. He's disruptive. Whenever doghouse he was in, he's out of it, and he's been pretty solid the past couple of weeks. So I imagine if they even if they go a little vanilla with their defensive schemes, they're gonna kinda blind of Winovich up all over the place and force Herbert to account for him, no matter what he does. And if you do it too many times, I think he's gonna get a couple of a couple of sacks and kind of run rampant in the backfield. So hopefully a Chase Winovich pressure will lead to a JC Jackson interception and we'll have that rare double X factor perfection that we I don't think we ever get um but uh, i think it's gonna be important that the pass rush and the secondary plays well together because you're absolutely right if they can get eckler running and we see what happens when this patriots team starts giving up big plays on the run they start getting gashed defense is on the field for a long time and the offense which is so much dependent on being able to get into a rhythm just can't seem to do it and if they do that uh it could be a very long flight home uh in the two weeks because they're staying on the west coast but uh the patriots lose this one I think the season is more or less over. And even though the playoffs are not a, a distinct possibility right now, I think dropping to, to five and seven is kind of more of a death kiss for the season.
1: Oh, yeah, I totally agree. Um, and and uh, that's why they definitely have to win here. I would also say uh, I would re- be remiss not to mention this. The Patriots definitely also have an opportunity to win the special teams game. You know, that's how they won last week against the the Cardinals is with some really good returns from Dante Moncrief and Gunnar Olszewski. This is a Chargers team that has one of the worst special teams units in the entire league. Uh, cannot stress that enough. They are abysmal uh, on defense, on special teams. And so the Patriots have, you know, for my money, the best puncher in the entire league in Jake Bailey. Uh, they have, you know, the reigning player of the week in Nick Folk. They have two big playmakers that are able to make things happen in the return game. Uh, and then also, you know, as long as you have Matthew Slater, you're going to have one of the best coverage units in the entire league. So I, I think that the Patriots really have the ability to kind of uh you know get an edge over the other team against this uh this worst special teams unit in the entire nfl
0: again we talked about i think last week it's it's kind of bittersweet when your punter's having a great season but uh jake (sighs) bailey's a great season and uh being able to pin some guys deep and yeah thank goodness for nick folk because he is just a a savior of this team if not for nick folk they might have lost to the jets Uh, never forget that even matter what happens to him going forward but again the Patriots have looked good uh, the past couple weeks, despite a loss in Houston. They beat Baltimore. They beat uh, Arizona team. They probably should have lost to their team that wins games. They're supposed to win loses games. They're supposed to lose wins games. They're supposed to lose and lose games. They're supposed to win. So who the hell knows what's going to happen this week against Los Angeles Chargers, the first of a three game road trip, two of which will be on the West coast. They have a short week coming up after this one. Very curious to see if that will affect how they game plan for this week. But uh that is a talk for maybe next week's podcast. I'm not sure what I'll
1: talk about Rich make it the predictions. Yeah, let's do it.
0: Alright, so we are still we've been wrong the past three weeks in a row. Uh we have yet to get one right since the Jets game, where we barely both got that one right with the Patriots winning. So I'm gonna have to go back to the Jets game. You still have the hammer. Rich Patriots at Chargers four twenty five Eastern. What do you got?
1: All right. Well, I think that the Patriots match up well against this Chargers team uh but this patriots team does not travel well and uh, i i think that's kind of going to be the big difference i think that this is a patriots team that is going to lose the close games and uh you know they they barely been able to uh beat the jets on the road and that's their only road victory so Patriots starting their three-game road trip I think they're going to not travel super well Uh, it'll be competitive but it's one of those situations where I think the Chargers you know they've been so close so many times this year they're going to be able to win it the Patriots have been on the positive side of a couple really close games in recent weeks so going to have a little bit of a regression on that point I'm going to choose the Chargers to win this one uh, 23 to 20.
0: Oh close one. So if that's the case, odds are Cam Newton has the ball in his hands late and he throws an interception or he fumbles it or they turn over on downs at like the 45-yard line, Basically, how it's going to end then, in your opinion.
1: Yeah, no, I mean, like every single loss seems to be them uh, not being able to convert once they get into the red zone on the final drive. Yeah, all right. Well, I guess hopefully what I
0: will do, since we've both been so wrong, so often the past couple weeks, I will flip it. I will go with a Patriots victory. That way one of us has to be right. When we convene next week to break this game down. Uh, I do think it's a tough road trip. Uh, I think Belichick is great at adjusting for this. Uh, I'm not sure how a six-hour flight cross-country in face masks or whatever it is that they have to do to fly safely will, will affect their ability to get it together, but I like the Patriots in this game. I, I just I just don't remember the last time the Patriots lost to the Chargers. I think it was like 2008 when Tom Brady was down and Matt Castle was out, so it's been a very long history of Chargers getting owned by the Patriots. I think the Patriots win this one. It's also going to be a pretty close game. Uh, I think the Patriots score 24, Chargers score 17, and it's the exact opposite situation where the Chargers have the ball late, and Herbert mm. can't quite deliver. Maybe, maybe it's like fourth and fourth and five at the, like, the 21-yard line with no time left, and I wish Deron Harmon was still here because he'd pick it off, but uh, I think it's going to be like and end this game, kind of Hail Mary in the end zone. The Patriots bat down, uh, unlike the Buffalo Bills. And the Patriots win this one 24-17. Wow.
1: All right. Well, hopefully you're right and I'm wrong. I would love to see that happen. Uh, but yeah, we'll, we'll have all the breakdown on com. And uh, Alec, if you have anything else for Week 13, speak your mind. Otherwise, have a good one. You too, buddy. Later, man.